Hi folks. In this episode we tried to do something a little bit different and attempted to talk about one thing, um, creative outlets. Obviously doesn't work completely as we ended up talking about extracurriculars we took in college, our mutual love of Dragon Ball Z among many things. So uh, it's a little bit different. Listen to the episode and let us know what you think. All right, I'm ready if you are. All right, dude, let's do it. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome back. This is going to be this is episode, technically episode two, but t- uh, episode one so of two zero. black nerds <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, I guess some things that we forgot to do last time is introduce ourselves. My name is Irere Romeo Quihangana, uh, but I usually go by Romeo. Turns out it's really much easier to pronounce. Um, we didn't really talk about what we did in our undergrad. That's true. So for most of the people who are out there, unless they knew who we were, they have no idea of Oh, we do. I guess I'll give the my five minute five minute spiel. Well, probably less than that. So Romeo Kuihangana, uh, to make long story short, came to the U.S. in about '06. Uh, stayed in Dayton, Ohio, uh, with my parents and whatnot. Went to high school there. Uh, applied to Notre Dame. Got in. It's pretty amazing. Decided to do electrical engineering. Um, met Ihai, the other black yep. nerd, uh, the summer before freshman year. And we won't talk about how we met and how that turned <laughs> out, because that's a story for a whole nother day. But over the course of the four years, we began to know each other, um, and uh, we've kept up with each other so far. And we're, you know, I'm currently working in Grand Rapids, Michigan for aviation systems, and uh, I'm doing this essentially as a way to have fun, keep up with the high, and just talk about life as a black engineer. Yeah, so... As Romeo, so um, for those listening out there, I'm Ihani Ekachuku, uh, the other black nerd. Let's see, graduated from Notre Dame with a BS in computer science and a BA in graphic design. Originally from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. My parents are from Nigeria. Um, yeah, didn't really want to go to Notre Dame because my older sister went there, but you know, my parents forced me to apply. And then after getting in, I got admitted. Then also had a really pretty good like package, so ended up going there. Met Romeo at the Balfour Hesburgh Scholars Program summer before freshman year, like he mentioned. Um, graduated just in this past December, uh, and I started working for IBM Watson Innovation Labs about a month ago, doing uh, full stack engineering work. But right now I'm doing a heavy focus on like front end and like infrastructure type work, and yeah. So I'm really just doing this because I feel it's like not only a good way for me to like, like Romeo said, or for us to keep up with one another, but it's also a way for me to like really improve on my public speaking, because even though it's not a public audience, you're still hearing your voice on the recordings and I'm realizing (laughs) there are a lot of flaws in my presentation skills. So yeah, yeah, hopefully like these conversations that we're having are of value to you and that you can take away some things from them. Yeah. And like in the... Also, I guess, like, the bigger, the grander scheme of things, we're also trying to provide, like, a voice for black people in tech 
because that's what some things that um, we don't see a lot out there. At least Not I don't see it. So it's also like a way to just make a tiny dent in the universe that is diversity in tech. So that's also one of the other reasons why we're doing it. True. Yeah. Agreed. True, true, true. But so, hi, uh, before we get into all of this, uh, how was your weekend in general? It was good. You know, just went out, went to the bar. I went to this one bar. I was like called Barbarella's. I went with a couple of friends. Um, actually, a friend I met two summers ago in Austin during my first internship. So um, her and I and a couple of her friends went out to the bar, and they were just playing a lot of old school, like, um, hip-hop jams, oh, nice. like everything, down the bangers that you heard during middle school, <laughs> but then also some contemporary bangers, so it was fun, it was fun. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, me on my end, uh, on Friday night, I also went out to a bar um, down here in Grand Rapids called Stella's. Uh, it's pretty much uh, 80s music, and if you want to Notre Dame, you can just think the of it as <laughs> essentially Grand Rapids' version of the backer. Uh, but I had uh, a lot of fun time. We're celebrating a coworker's birthday, and uh, Saturday morning I woke up, um, decided that I probably should, you know, take a swing by Notre Dame, where I saw a lot of people down there, and uh, I've gotten uh, received a lot of good feedback from this. So. Really thank you guys out there for uh, listening, first and foremost, and we just hope that every episode is as decent as the first one. Gotta live the high expectations, you know? I know, right? <laughs> but then, on to the next thing. On the topic du jour, as French people would say, uh, today, hi and I, we're going to talk about creative outlets, actually, so, or outlets in general. Yeah. You know? And, like, we're talking about this because creative outlets are sort of something that we feel is very crucial for one's not only, like, mental health, but also emotional health. If you're, like, working 24-7, especially being an engineer, it's such a highly technical field that if you're doing things that are really technical 24-7, like sit in front of a computer eight hours a day, coding or designing circuits or whatever, you really just have to, like, switch sides of the brain to make sure you don't neglect was it which side is the creative side? I think it's the left side. Well, the side, you know. Research research came out to disprove that myth, but we can still we can still Whatever. kind of roll think about it. it that way. We can roll yeah. we can roll with that. Like you don't want your brain to only think in just one way, shape, or form. So you want to challenge it so that you don't get set in your habits of thinking, per mm-hmm. se. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I do agree with you though. Like, after after starting working. Creative outlets, for sure, they've been they've been pretty good. I mean, there's also like I guess um, during high school, during uh, college, I personally feel like I may have lost touch with my creative outlet until uh, my last uh, semester of college in general when I decided mm-hmm. to take uh, industrial design all over again. You know, yeah, because like take taking it was taking that class kind of kind of made me regret not taking a fifth year. I'm just I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. It's like the design process in general and just the fact of just designing something from paper, like from your mind, you put it to paper, then you see it come to life. You're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing. I can actually, you know, like I can translate I can do things." Yeah, exactly. And like just for context for those that don't know, like so at Notre Dame, it's a program that I did. It's called the Riley Dual Degree Program, or um, Riley Scholars. And what you do is 
you get a bachelor's of science in engin in an engineering degree, and you get a bachelor of arts degree in any uh, arts and letters degree you uh, choose. So a lot of time, um, I've met like mechanical engineers that double it with industrial design. Yeah. Um, I know another one that doubled it with um, economics for supply chain management type work. That was James. Um, and yeah, oh, okay. and I did mine with computer science and design because it go hand in hand. And so yeah. yeah, that's what he was referring to. And yeah, so I kind of agree too. Like, um, I didn't add like my design degree until my sophomore year of college, second semester sophomore year of college. Um, well, really... Why did you do that, by the way? Like, I never, I don't think I asked you why. Okay, so you know how I was computer, so I actually came in Notre Dame, wanted to be a computer engineer, but then, you know, I, after that EE class, I was just like, nah, dog, this isn't for me. No, dude, <laughs> intro, intro, intro to electrical engineering, as <laughs> any intro class, it's, it's a weed out class. Yeah, so like, I felt, I don't know, I don't really remember why I added up a design degree, I felt like I was going to either do computer science and economics, or computer science and like, design but i felt like i wanted a creative outlet like i used to draw a lot growing up as a little kid like and i really didn't i didn't realize how i want i didn't realize how to tie in like my creativity with computer science but as like a web developer or like a mobile de developer i got like i realized in college that like wow a lot of these like apps that we're using or like uis at school look like they look really bad or they have a terrible user experience. So, you know, I added on design because I wanted to be able to not only produce quality applications in terms of functionality, but also wanted to make sure I had really good user experience and a nice polished like yeah. user interface. And I could teach that to myself, but I'm, I learned best. I learned the fundamentals best in a like structured setting. So, and also the theory is not something that is easy to learn. And you know our design program is pretty strong too. So. Oh no, our design program. Uh, I know it's uh, it's accredited by the IDSA. Uh, AI. No, so there's IGA. Yes, we're yeah. we're also IGA accredited, but the certification is like called IDSA certification. So it's oh, pretty, okay, okay. It's a pretty no. It's a pretty good program, and they're very rigorous. Some of the yeah. best teachers out there. I hands I down. Yeah, Sedlak is a beast, especially. Oh, and I also joined Kai met with Sedlak, and after just meeting with Sedlak, like, it's, it seems weird. In engineering, you don't really get that whole personal connection with your professors as much, unless you do research. Because, you know, me and Shawa, we're really close as, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he was cool. But when it came to, like, Sedlak, he was my advisor, and, like, I, my first meeting with him, he was, like, so, like, energetic and so passionate about it. I was like, all right, I, I have to take a class with him, so <laughs> I just added on the degree. I mean, to, to, be, fair, to be fair to the engineering professors... Right, like they're, I don't know, I mean, I guess there's some of them, like, some of them just don't have time. Some of them are just too busy, right? They have their own research and their lab to conduct. Maybe they're, you know, they have things to do. And, yeah. you know, sometimes they don't have the time to connect. And maybe sometimes the, some of the stereotypes are true. Like, there's some mm -hmm. professor out there, like, like, in general, some professors that are so smart that they cannot comprehend how you cannot see like the next logical thing like for example well this is just like a random example mm -hmm. like some professor can't understand why you don't understand like maxwell's equations right yeah which is like to him that's like this is so this is such so fundamental you should know you should already know this yeah but to their defense some of them don't know how to as a uh like necessarily connect 
funny thing, I guess. Like, so wait, what did you used to draw when you when you were growing up? I don't think I asked you that either. What I used to draw? Yeah. You know, I watch a lot of animation, so like or anime, so I'd always draw like uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z characters. Uh, Ooh, I, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to double check. You know, that's the only thing I really did. And I did a lot of like, I took AP uh, art in high school actually, so I I got a lot into like like you know me. I guess I have like a street aesthetic sort of thing. So I did a lot mm-hmm. of like uh, street art esque like paintings. Like uh, I did like either like paper late like uh, paper cutout drawings, like paper portraits uh charcoal um a little bit of spray paint stencils and all that i know how to do that and i did a lot of that so that's kind of where my aesthetic came from and like i'm not really like you know me i'm sort of like a messy person and my art style is just as messy as i am like as a person (laughs) so it's kind of the only time i really get something that's clean and polished is when it comes like my user interfaces because you can't really be messy with those well yeah it would be it would be odd to have like a messy app yeah, say. I'm not gonna use any some like freaking graffiti style typeface for a user interface. Yeah, no, I remember I I used to draw Dragon Ball Z for days. Oh, Dragon Ball Z is my jam. Still this day, still my jam. Yeah, I think it was like three weeks ago. I watched uh, the new Dragon Ball Z movie that came out. That actually Akira Toriyama himself. Yeah. decided to pen and like they essentially decided that Dragon Ball GT never existed like straight up they just say like yeah. you know what that episode has never happened because yeah side note this is like an anime rant Dragon Ball GT really looked like not only like it didn't even feel true to the anime style of it yeah because you could you I could agree. you by reading and you could see reading it or watching it, you could see like it was written by americans yeah so many explosions so many like big dudes fighting. michael bay <laughs> yeah exactly oh that is the best comparison dude dragon ball gt is like the michael bay version of dragon ball z yeah absolutely that's all good absolutely but i know that's where that's where i started drawing i think i took art in high school and one of the things that got me upset is that I couldn't do anime for art. No. And I was like, well, this is pointless. Like, like it's, it's cool that some people are trying to use oil paintings and draw flowers and shit, but I'm like, mm. Yeah. Not, not about that life. Really not about that life. But then, I guess when, uh, when it came to college, I think if I come to think of my creative outlets, really the main one for me that I know, like, not only was it, like, creative and just me stepping out of my comfort zone was uh show some skin dude oh yeah so talk about that a little bit actually yeah so uh for those who don't uh don't know show some skin uh, is essentially a student-led um show at notre dame that aims to essentially give the opportunity to unheard stories to be portrayed and to bring them to life on stage so what they do they collect uh, hundreds of anonymous submissions on their websites. Uh, select select the ones that makes most sense and the ones that are really powerful to portray on stage. Uh, people come, they essentially audition for the pieces, and the folks f- from Show Some Skin just really go out of their way to make sure that the stories are not only like really well portrayed and well done, 
but that they also that the mm-hmm. people who are portraying them not only have the training to do it as like first time actors, but also understand the 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 meaning behind it and what the author could have been going through. So I had the opportunity to go through that, and uh, I did I did stretch a, a little bit of my acting, uh, my my pseudo my tiny acting career. Yeah, that was actually really good though. Like uh, it sort of changed, like you know, because doing like theater and like getting in front of a huge crowd of people like that is sort of like you know nerve wracking. So oh, yeah. like similarly, I didn't do show some skin, but like I started doing like dance in like college, so I started yeah. b boying, you know, and with P Fresh like. My friend, I remember my first performance, I was just like, uh, uh, stage fright, and like, I was like, they're like, oh yeah, I was just pretty high in the front, and you're like, pretty high where? <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, man, like, I get what you like, it's just, a, it's something that like, sort of just helps in general, like, um, remember how, have we ever talked about how if you get good at, like, like, if you step out of your comfort zone and start learning something new, like, for example, I guess what you, show some skin, acting, public speaking, mm-hmm. whatever you are, like, whatever you want to call it, and me, b-boying, p-fresh, dancing, yeah. have you ever, like, we, I think we've talked before about how getting that confidence in something new like that can translate or correlate into confidence into other areas oh, and aspects no, of your skill, life. No, skill, I always, I always believe that confidence is transferable, right? Yeah. So if you if you gain if you have confidence in somewhere like you're it's, it's still your same body mm-hmm. right it's still your same body so if essentially if you go about and just remember hey by the way i was able to do show some skin that means that anything ahead of me i can go ahead and do it but the mm-hmm. real first step is just getting to the audition part or just going to that uh rehearsal because yeah. for me uh funny tidbit I don't think I, I told you this story. The first time I was on stage was in grade school. It was like third grade. Uh, this was back when I was in Niger, and I was essentially for I was essentially the main act of the talent show from my school. And what my sister did, my older sisters, they decided to translate "We Are the World" in French. And I went on stage, sang that from memory. In front of like, I don't know how many people, I can't I can't remember. It was like the amphitheater of uh, the capital then, and obviously since there were only three different acts, I got third. Yeah, uh, from that one. But that was a, that's like the first distinct time that I remember being on stage and being like clearly a little bit frightened. Yeah. And so when I saw the show some skin uh, thing come up, I was like, well, Romeo. You remember when you were a kid, this is something that, you know, you feared a little bit. And this is like a completely safe environment, not only for you to confront, to confront that fear and do something that's completely out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think like that's one of the things that um, I don't know if people know this, but like that's what college is for. Right. Like, yeah. Extracurriculars are not essentially a way for you to do more stuff. Like, it's a way to, for you to do more stuff that you're good at, yes. But by all means, if you're not addressing the things that you know, um, that you fear, you're not really challenging yourself. I agree. All right? Because, like, if so you know how they say college is, like, you know, it's a way for you to have a holistic approach to, your to like, become a whole new person. Yeah. It's essential for the people to essentially just know, like, 
most folks know what they fear, right? Public speaking is by far, I know, cited by a lot of people something they can't do. Yeah. Right? And I guess the way that I, I tried to fix it was like, okay, let me just go perform a monologue in front of a crowd, of a sold-out crowd, three nights in a row. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I can I can tell you that process was by far it, it was life changing. I agree. It was life changing, absolutely. Hmm. And you know, and like, and one of the things that, like, one of the, one of the things I can say now is like, yes, you know, I was an engineer, yes, but I also did on stage acting. It's Yo. not that extensive, but I can still say that. Yo, real talk. Like, I have b-boying on my resume, or whatever, and like. You do? It doesn't like, yeah. I have my hobbies on my resume: design, b-boying, a little bit of longboarding and photography, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I have like b-boying and all that, and dance on there. And like that always gets brought up in the office. Everybody's like, "Yo, everybody knows, like you know, you can dance, right?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Guys, come on." Are you sure <laughs> it's not because you're black? <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like no 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 listen no. it's not because he hires black that he can dance it's on yeah, his I, resume it, he must no literally know people always like like <laughs> whenever I meet new people like wait you're the guy that has dancing eyes resume aren't you I'm like yeah <laughs> that's me such confidence <laughs> in your dancing skills that, that you guy. listed it on your resume well I mean it's, it's it makes it for fun like what I learned is that having like your hobbies outside on your resume or whatever it makes you seem like a person um, because yeah. like. You know, there's too many uh, people, especially within, like, the software side of things that come into these interviews. Like, you can study your ass off, and you can nail, like, a whiteboard interview like that. I don't do whiteboard interviews well. I think they're, like, a load of BS, but that's a story for another day. Um, right. But, like, if you just go in there, I mean, granted, I guess for big companies like Google, if you're, like, a code monkey or, like, a machine can just crack out, like, or crank out optimizations like that. Sure, they'll like you, but if you go to like a startup or something like that, if you don't have anything really interesting about yourself to engage to like with the startup, like how do you know like if you're gonna blend in well with their culture? I feel yeah. like startups are big on like the whole culture aspect of things, I but mean, you never know. It's like on the on the startup note, it's a four to five people team. Yeah, it's not like you're going in and out of the office like most folks do right now. It's like it's a four person team. We're going to hang out for, like, the majority of our time because yeah. we have dedicated our life to solve this problem. So, yeah. to a certain extent, you need to be, like, a very much, like, an agreeable person. Yeah. Per se, you know what I'm saying? And I guess one of the things that we kind of, we actually were were talking about it as, I thought about it as you were talking about it. Um, as you may know, Ihai, I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss. Uh, yeah. But one of the things that he noted is just like, it's very important that people do something outside of their main work. So if you're a startup founder, his advice is just have something else that you do that's not your work, right? Mm -hmm. So the same thing would apply to you as an engineering student. You should have something you do that's not studying. Mm -hmm. You know, because the reason behind it is very simple is that if you have a terrible day, like at studying, or if you fail your test, you can always go and say like, oh, you know what? I killed that monologue when I was on stage, or I killed that b-boy, that b-boy move. 
Yeah. Right. And that's another thing too. Like another thing is if you have a like general creative outlet, like uh, I, whether it's like writing, poetry, art, design, dance, whatever. Even if you are having like a bad day or something of the sort, like with me. I found out like whenever or what ha- end up starting to like happen with me is if I was having a bad day or had a lot on my mind, like you know a lot of some people let just eat them up on the inside or they let like mm. either they like take it out on like others or themselves and they don't really have anything to, like channel it into. Um, with you, I know if you get like upset or anything, you go to the gym a lot, you yeah. know. It's, like, gym but like with moves. me, I normally just end up finding myself. Yep, I find myself going to some isolated area, whether it's in like Stinson Remick or the um, art, the studio art building, Riley, and I just yeah. find myself like bring my laptop, put it on some break beats, and just start like b-boying, just like you know, forget about things. Because like yeah. with, with the creative outlet, you get lost, sort of. It's kind of like a drug, you know. Because like after a while, like you know, your body starts craving it if you don't do it a lot. Like if you don't work out for a week, you probably get antsy. With me, if I don't, oh, yeah. if I didn't dance for a while, I find myself getting antsy. And, like, I know I have, like, my friends from the same, like, group or whatever, you know, I'd be like, hey, anybody want to dance or, like, cypher or anything? And it'd always be somebody down. So it'd always, like, yeah. help me forget about all the other nonsense going on in my life, but also just, like, brighten up my mood and all that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I completely agree. And, uh, like, I think that I... And that's one of the mistakes I made when I when I got here, when I moved to Grand Rapids. I didn't make sure to set up that outlet. Not necessarily like a creative outlet, just like an outlet per se for like mm-hmm. all the um all the th- all the transitional events that was happening in my life at the time. Yeah. And I was like I didn't even have a gym membership until like two months in. Dude. Those like those first two months were a while. It was rough, dude. Straight up rough. Uh, but then uh, my girlfriend at the time, literally she just said, like, dude, just get a gym membership. It's going to be good for you. Did it. Mm-hmm. And really no regrets. No regrets. Yeah. No regrets on that one. But that's, I think it's, well, I guess, like, what most people don't realize is it's like we shouldn't we should just try to avoid as people just trying to avoid defining ourselves by one thing mm-hmm. right so like yes i'm i'm you know i'm a an electrical engineer yes that is true but sometimes i write sometimes i read uh every now and then i draw and also like going to the gym so these are the things that can makes constitute me as a person mm-hmm. you know so in that way so like if engineering is not going so well i can o- i always have refuge knowing hey there's these other things i'm really good at so i'm not like i'm probably not the shittiest person in the world yeah you know and like that's that's something that i think that most collegiate folks should also look into yeah it's pretty cool at Notre Dame. Like, a lot of people I met, they're, like, they're really, like, smart and all that jazz. But even then, like, they were either doing something, like, growing up, you know? Like, oh, like, one of my friends, she would play, like, a violin. Um, another one played, like, the harp. And then another one also did, like, a piano or painting or something, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty, like, a lot of people are pretty, like, good on it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, do you still do that now? Like, of course, all the musicians would always bring their instruments with them to college. But like, True. 
I also didn't meet other people that didn't do much, like, they didn't have a creative outlet, you know? But at the same time, rather than having a creative outlet, um, I don't know, I feel like if you don't have a creative outlet or something, like, really healthy channel, like, your frustrations into, it could lead, in, lead into, like, destructive habits or, like, self-destructive habits. Like, you know, like, people getting blasted, like, weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend. Yeah. That and is. I'm just like, I am not about that life. Actually, that was kind of like me, like my freshman and sophomore year before I started like... Um, oh, b-boying, yeah. Yeah, before I started b-boying, you know, like I'd be like, okay, what can I do? Like, it's been a stressful week. Oh, guess I'm just going to go like, you know, uh, turn up and it would it's always turn Friday up a little bit too night. hard, you know? What am I going to do? Yeah. Oh. Now I'm just like, afterwards, it's like, oh, it's Friday night. I got practice. So I'd go to my dance practice. Afterwards, I'd probably hang out with my crew members and friends for a little yeah. bit, you know, or go dance some more elsewhere. And, like, you know, I'd still go out, I'd still party, but, like, at the same time, I found that I'd, like, cut back a lot because I'm not as stressed because I channeled all my stress into that outlet, you know? Yeah, no, I think, like, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you. And I think for me, um, I think that that started to become, like, a little bit absolutely relevant for me when uh, things were ju- junior year, when I came back from um, came back from Senegal, like that that was like a rocky semester and whatnot. And I don't think I don't I wasn't as fervent. I didn't have as as good of a creative outlet as I as I hoped uh, as I should have back mm-hmm. then. You know, even the gym at that point, like I didn't even go to the gym that much at the yeah. time and whatnot. And Kind of, I think that was uh, the yeah no that was that year I actually for the first time dropped a class and I was so mad at myself. Yeah, I remember that. I'm not gonna lie to you, I was mad at myself, and I almost kind of like made the same mistake when I moved here, mm-hmm. right? In the sense of that not as, like not having enough places that to go, like just channel uh, not having enough places to go. That's not my house or the gym or the office. Mm-hmm. You know, granted the snow didn't help, but that doesn't mean that I couldn't have yeah. gone like to the freaking coffee shop that's right across from my uh, apartment building. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. But yeah, no, but like it's it's a good reminder for sure to like not to have a creative outlet and just not let yourself be defined by just one thing. Exactly, exactly. As Childish Gambino says, you know, I cannot, you know, I'm, I am I can do more than one thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good old Bino. I think also I need to, like, that's another thing, like, you mentioned about how you slip back into that, like, whenever you moved. Even with me, like, moving here to Austin, I haven't danced. I haven't danced since college, like, thinking about it. And I'm thinking, like, I'm, I should start going to, like, either dance classes or practicing with the local b-boys in college it was way easier because campus was so close by and i could just walk to practice and like you know it's kind of good because like in college you have the set routine right you wake up go to class you normally eat breakfast or lunch or dinner relatively at the same time or a similar time like on a week by week basis or like day by day week by week um and you know practice was always at the same time every day but now like my days are kind of especially on the weekdays they're very uh, non-deterministic because I never know how much work I'm going to have that day or if a bug is going to, like, rise up. Like, yeah, yeah, I was about to leave the office the other day and, like, 
somebody made a breaking change in the code and uh-huh. it fixed something on their end, but then on my end, it broke something. Break something so, so yeah, so I was it. like, uh, well, back to my computer. <laughs> and yeah. I had to spend like an extra 30 minutes to an hour fixing that. So you don't really, and you never know, because then like, then, because after work, I have to go home, eat dinner and all that jazz. But then by leaving work later, you know, you get stuck in traffic and getting stuck in traffic, you lose time. So it's hard to get into a smooth flow of things. No, like, I guess like one of the one of the toughest concept to to accept one of the toughest realities to accept once you graduate is just that like that that concentration of activities just expands by like 10 miles like the radius becomes 10 miles bigger the circle of where you have to travel goes mm-hmm. from being like a 2 mile radius circle to become like a 10 to 15 mile radius circle yeah right? not any unless you live like right downtown Nothing is within walking distance. Everything has to be planned. It's no longer spontaneous. And you can't just say, oh, you know what? I have, uh, there's a dance thing happening in 15 minutes. I guess, you know what? I'm just going to step out and go. Typically, you yeah. just have to plan it out. It's like, oh, dance studio is about 30 minutes away. What am I going to do? Uh, I should probably get into my car and drive there. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's the, that's the tough part, man. Just adjusting to how far everything is yep exactly and i don't know man. i don't know I and also just... you know the schedule has changed up too you know because like yeah. classes like uh. i didn't have friday class in college on like last oh. semester or my last semester of college and i did not realize why people loved it so much until i actually was experiencing it so now I don't really get, like have that. You have so much more free time in college than you give yourself credit for. People there are bugging, myself so included. Much free. Everybody's time. like, "Oh my god, I don't have time. I'm so busy." Yada yada yada. And I'm just like, "Yo, you have time. You're just not making time." Like, no, just, uh, I think the one thing I would tell them is like, wait until you graduate and see what happens. Yeah, you think you don't have time now? Like, like you're in for a rude awakening, my friend. Just wait until you graduate. Ah, oh, dude, Friday. I never understood why the B school folks liked the no Friday class. It's such the move. Yeah. Advice to anyone who's still in college: if you have the opportunity not to take Friday classes or any classes on another day, you probably should take it and take that day just to recharge. Yeah, but specifically Friday. Sp- Friday especially. Friday gives you like a, that three day weekend every single week for like I don't know nine weeks is a semester, right? No, it's yeah. Not nine. It's tw- 30? It's something around there. Yeah. However no, many like weeks there are in the semester, if you can get no Friday classes anytime during your collegiate careers, make it happen. I don't yeah. care if you have to take six classes on Monday or eight classes on Tuesday. Make sure you get that Friday off. It's yeah. gonna it's it's a life changer. Game changer for sure. Game changer. Definitely so. Oh, Anything man. else we wanna we wanna co- we wanna cover on this though? Hmm. I think we've done a pretty good job of talking about like you know creative outlets in general. So I guess it's like summarize the main points. I just like if you don't have a creative outlet, look into just finding one. You doesn't even have to be in your comfort zone. You know, just like take up something new, dancing. Uh, Maybe writing, I don't know, rapping, freestyling. Oh, yeah, I used to freestyle during college. Totally random fact about me that most people oh, yeah. don't know. Wait, 
You opened up for Michael Moore, right? Yeah. That Why was... don't you have that on your resume, G? Oh, I know. I should. I should. <laughs> now I was Look actually just you. DJing, press and play on the laptop. I mean DJing, but like, yeah. Um, my roommate was rapping. But yeah, man, I started rapping during college just because, once again, you know, creativity. What do you Why do not? one creative outlet? It drives up. It like makes you more open to doing others. And I realized my best design work came whenever I was doing, like, whenever after I started dancing, I started improving as a designer because, like, I just had a lot of these creative juices flowing constantly. And same thing when it came to rapping. Like, I wasn't the best, like, rapper whenever I first started, but I can at least, like, spit a couple bars whenever I want to as long as I have a nice beat that I can flow to. And, like, Jordan, like, you know, I I don't know if you ever met Jordan, but, like, he lived next door. Yeah, and he was one. I just heard him, like, rapping one day. I was just like, oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me get in on this. And now it's (laughs) trash, (laughs) but... Every single Friday, after it actually became my routine of after practice, going back to my dorm and just hanging out in his room, and we just like freestyle for like an hour or two before it was time to like, if like if I was going out for that night, I'd go out and like you know party, and then sometimes I'd come yeah. back to the dorm and just start freestyling some more before we went to sleep. And it's chill. It was definitely like helped change me into like the creative minded person I am now. You know, like. It's kind of like my drug, like this various creative things, whether it's drawing, writing, uh, drawing, writing, rapping, dancing, photography. I do it all. And but you can still like just because you're a technical and like individual, like mm. my nine to five is highly technical. But like in my free time, I'm a very creative individual. So you just because you're technical doesn't mean that you should just only be technical. You can be a creative and a technical person as well. I guess for example, uh, what's a good example? Who is that dude that made sketches of like machine guns before they were actually invented? Was that Da Vinci? I have no idea. Prob- probs. It was. I think it was Da Vinci who he made the like the man with the circle. And the oh yeah, yeah, that's Leonardo. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, Da Vinci. You know, he was a very he was a creative individual. Look at all of his I drawings. Mean, He's a highly technical. Let's not person. let's not even let's take something that most uh, college students are familiar with: James Stewart, the author of all those calculus books. Right? Does he play like the cello? That's why he has like the little integral and the violin or something yeah, like that. Yeah, dude has a violin. The man essentially is a mathematician who enjoys music. Paul Graham's a painter. True. Paul With Graham is a painter. Here, yeah. Yeah. So, like in general, like if if you're technical and you don't have like a hobby out there, you should probably look into getting one for yeah. show. For sure. And I guess we've ran a little bit Yeah. A good a good amount of time. I guess on that note, uh we're gonna call it a wrap and whatnot. And folks, um if you have any suggestions, ideas, thoughts about this podcast, um anything that you think we should change, anything that you liked, uh just uh tweet at us at Two Black Nerds. I am at Qui Romeo. That's K W I R O M E O. And Ihai, where they can reach you out on Twitter? Uh, at Kuchu, so K W U C H U. Or you can also just send, shoot us an email at hello at twoblacknerds.com. And yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah,